go buy some cheese. Hello everybody, welcome to episode number two of the Dork Dad Podcast. I am your host, Lucky the Dork Dad. You know, it's been a little rough trying to make some time to record, you know. My original plan was to do a podcast every every week, um, but the way it's going, I might put one out every couple weeks. And I know for this one, it's probably been about three weeks, so let's, let's go ahead and dive right into it. So we'll start off with how was your week? You know, I still plan on talking about, you know, what happened, uh, things here on the home front, dork stuff, dad stuff, uh, uh, between showings. So since the first recording, uh, we've been pretty busy with the kiddos, you know, trying to finish up the school year. We've had uh, some award ceremonies to go to. Um just really trying to plan out our summer, trying to keep these these kids busy. But since the last podcast was that weekend, we started out with a a, a birthday party. Um, it was for a cousin of ours. So it's my wife's cousin's little boy. Um, so we say our cousin or second cousin. Um, he had his party at uh, Build a Bear. <laughs> so if any of you have kids, and I'm I'm sure you, some of you do. You know what Build-A-Bear is. So all my kids have been through Build-A-Bear. Thank goodness the, the older two have grown out of that phase. But my youngest is still into it. So, you know, I, I don't mind going. Plus, if it got boring, I could probably sneak out and check out the other shops around there. So, not to brag, but... I think I have some pretty smart kids. You know, my two youngest this year got both got A honor roll the whole year. And just in general, I, I think they're they're pretty smart. My youngest though, my youngest surprised me at the party. <laughs> so, you know, he's he's got a few uh Build-A-Bear Pokémon characters. He's in the Pokémon. He's got a Pikachu, Charmander, uh, Evie, I think. So when we were going to the party, I thought, you know what? He's probably going to try to pick one up that he doesn't have. I was trying to convince him to get a Chewbacca. They have these Star Wars characters out. I was like, get the Chewbacca. Because like, if you don't want no more, I'll put it up in my room. It'll go with, with some of my Star Wars stuff. But he decided... To get one of the cheapest little animals you can choose. Like, it was a lot smaller than the other bears. It was a little dog. I was like, what the heck? I told him, I said, son, why do you want that one? You have all these other characters to choose from. You don't want a, a Bulbasaur? The Bulbasaur was pretty cool, too. He was like, nah, I'm just going to get this. So th- this is how smart my son is. At these Build-A-Bear parties, there's a, a set amount of money put aside for every kid to spend on on their bear or, or, or what have you. 
He said, if I get one of those bigger ones that costs more, that's all I get. If I get this dog, I can get other stuff to go with it. I think he got a little shirt and some other stuff. I was like, what? I cannot believe this kid put that all together in his head. He had a plan the whole time to get the most stuff possible. My son is a genius. I don't think there's that many eight-year-olds they would have thought to do that. They would have probably tried to pick the biggest thing they could. So, boom, we did the kid thing, the party thing. After that, we decided to look around the mall there. And we came across uh, Carlos Bakery. If y'all don't know what Carlos Bakery is, and it was from a show on TLC called The Cake Boss. Showing the story of uh, Buddy V and his family-owned bakery, their shenanigans, making cakes and whatnot. It was a good show. Me and my kids used to watch it back in the day. But here recently, they decided to open up a, a bakery up here in, in San Antonio. Now, we've been to the, the bakery up in uh, in Dallas. And we are up there for a trip one time. And I think the Dallas... Shop is a lot better and nicer than the one they made here. This one's kind of set in a, a mall. It's an outdoor mall. It's it's real small. It's tiny. But, you know, I guess it's still Carlos Bakery. So the kids wanted some treats. So we decided to get in line uh, to get our overpriced treats. Don't get me wrong. I love bakeries. <laughs> I could probably tear up everything in there. Uh, but it just costs way too much, in my opinion. I don't know if we're buying buying into the name Carlos Bakery. Um, or they're just feeding off the success of the show. Um, but I mean, $4.50 or almost $5 for a cupcake? Like, come on. I think we picked out five little pastries... I mean, they were pretty small. And I think it was like $30. It's like, damn. You know, we could have got a big old box of pan dulce for like half that price. And if you you don't know what pan dulce is, man, you're missing out. It's uh, Mexican sweetbreads. I'm I'm sure you've seen it around. Uh, There's this round bread. Type of things, fluorescent colors, yellow, pink, uh, white on them. They're delicious. I'm just telling you right now, they're delicious. Uh, I think probably my favorites are probably empanadas. They're like little sweet pockets of goodness. They're usually like apple, pineapple. My favorite, though, it's got to be the pumpkin. It don't matter if it ain't Thanksgiving. They make pumpkin. But anyways, let's see. What else did we do? We we went to go see Solo, of course. Um, I did finally uh, watch the original Deadpool with my son. Uh, so he knows what's going on. And we went to go see uh, Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. <laughs> so, so let's break it down. Alright, so Solo. Um, So we did end up seeing it on Friday of the opening weekend. 
thanks to my uh, brother-in-law, who's a, he's a pretty big Star Wars fan. Um, more so of the movies than anything else. I don't think he's into the books or cartoons or anything, but he does love Star Wars. <laughs> he He's so funny, though. He doesn't like to get spoiled about anything before he sees uh, any of the movies. If there's a trailer on uh, for a Star Wars movie, you know, either at the movies or on TV, he'll close his eyes and cover his ears like a kid, like a little kid, like la la la, I don't want to hear. It, <laughs> it's so funny to see him do that, but um, but you know, I get it. He doesn't he doesn't want to be spoiled about anything before he he sees the movie. He wants to take the in the full experience. Hey, but not me though, you know. I don't go looking for spoilers, but, you know, I'll check out any trailers or any news that comes out. I'm all about it, so I don't mind any of that. So the whole fam and my brother-in-law were set out to watch some Star Wars. Alright, now I need a minute, because I have a solo story of my own to tell. (sighs) Just thinking about it gets me worked up. I had a serious dad moment that I need uh, I need some input if I did the right thing or not. Right? So we get to the theater a little early. Because uh, the theater we got tickets to, they don't have the assigned seating. Uh, so we, and we weren't really sure how, how crowded it was going to be you know, on that Friday night. So we get there early because... Uh, my kids have like a certain area of the theater they like to sit in. At at this particular theater, you know, in the bigger auditoriums, there's probably about five or six rows of regular seats, you know, on the ground level, like old school. Uh, then there's there's this wide open area where people usually walk through, uh, just kind of like a handicap area. There's like a few random seats spread out, and then. Right above that is when it starts the stadium seating where it goes up. Well, we usually like to sit in that very first row of the stadium seats. Because there's not much in front of you. There's some guardrails and there's a few of those random handicap seats there. So for us, it's just a little more comfortable with, with no one no one directly in front of you. Or not really. So as we all sat down, my daughter was at the far right side on one end and then myself and then the rest of the family. And like I said, we got there early. There was still plenty of seats. Uh, as we sat down, my daughter ended up um, just past the railing and she ended up with a, with a seat in front of her, which is, which is no problem. So we were sitting there. There was still plenty of time before the movie started. She pulled out her phone and her earbuds and was was listening to some music, you know, playing around, um, pushing the seat in front of her to the beat of the music. There, I mean, there was there was no one in that handicap row at all. At, at that point, there was maybe twenty people total in the whole theater. We're all anxiously waiting, and then it happened. So there was a family, I'm assuming, um, a mom, a dad, and, and a, probably a teenage kid 
sitting in the same row as us, um, but maybe about four four seats over from my daughter. About four seats. So as my daughter's rocking out, so this woman shouts out, if you break that chair, you're going to pay for it? It's like what the heck? I don't I don't think anyone else heard it besides me. My daughter, she might have heard something she had on her earbuds, and my wife was talking to my other kids and my brother-in-law asking if they wanted anything from the snack bar. But I heard this lady and I got I got hot instantly. I had to pause for a split second. I mean, I felt like Doctor Strange in Infinity War, going through all the possible scenarios in my head of of what can happen. I mean, to be honest, I I'm not one that forces any kind of confrontation. I'm a pretty chill dude, but this lady got me worked up. I was like, "Who is this lady? <laughs> Who is this lady telling my daughter?" Crap like that, you know, you know, but but I thought to myself, it's like, if I yell back, what good is that gonna do? It's gonna make a scene in the theater where people are getting ready to enjoy a Star Wars movie. I did not want to be that guy, but damn, I was so pissed off. All I could do was just stare at this lady. You know, I'm a pretty pretty big dude. And I can be pretty intimidating if I want to. And I, I think they could sense that I was mad and didn't even look uh, back our way. I was just giving them the stare. Uh, by now, my wife felt something was wrong and was trying to get my attention. But all I could do was just to stare them down, trying to calm myself. Finally, I did calm down thinking... You know what? I'm not going to let these people ruin our experience. I didn't even tell my wife what happened until afterwards. Because she probably would have jumped on this lady right then and there. Still bothered me though. All the way up until when the trailer started. Then I thought, okay. Here we go. Let's, let's relax. It's getting ready to come on. So the trailer started rolling and here we go again. These same people were those people that so obnoxiously uh, laugh really loud when there's jokes on the screen. I mean, you know, trailers, they try to make them funny. But these guys were like over laughing and really just, oh my God, ho, ho, ho. And I was like, really, people? I, I couldn't help myself. I started laughing loud just like them. Mocking them. And look over again and give them the stare. I think they got the hint because after that they were quiet. So the trailers end and the movie's getting ready to start. I see the Lucasfilms logo come on. It's like, yes, let's go solo, baby. I'm all ready to jump in. But just as it's starting... I just so happened to look over back at these people. I don't know why. I just I just looked back over them. And I just about jumped out of my seat. This dude. Now it's the dad. This dude. 
had taken off the boots he had on and had his nasty and dirty sock wearing feet on the seat in front of him, rubbing them all over as if he was trying to scratch his feet with the chair. (sighs) I mean, I could not believe it. This bitch of a lady got after my kid for putting her feet on the chair. And this dude was rubbing his stinky feet all over him. I could not help myself. I yelled out, make yourself at home. Now, by this time, the theater was pretty full. And I know everyone must have heard me. I know they heard me. I could tell by their faces. But they just stared at the screen. They didn't even look our way. I have never seen any crap like that at the movies. And I've seen some crazy stuff. Hell, me and my wife used to work at the movies as a kid. I mean, that's how we met. I've seen a lot. But this guy? Damn, I was hot again. But shit, the movie was starting. I had to do like Frozen and just let it go. Hey, so I was able to uh, sneak in a little recording of uh, my daughter's comments about what happened. So check it out. Hey, so tell me about that lady at the movies. That lady was annoying. (laughs) Did you even hear what she said? Yes, I heard what she said. That lady was annoying because she was like, I was putting my feet on the seat and like moving my feet. And she was like, she said, still recording. Yeah, it's still recording. She said, if you break that, are you going to pay for it? And I didn't say anything, so I just stopped. But, like, it was just annoying. And then you started moving your feet. <laughs> like, a lot. And then we were trying to get her to say something. She didn't say anything. I wasn't going to let these people ruin Solo for me. So did I do the right thing? Just calm down? Was I childish? I don't know. But I was there to see a movie. All right, let's get into it Solo, right? I wanted to say I had some doubts going into this movie, as I'm sure a lot of people did because of all the backlash it was was getting. But you know what? I have to say Richie Cunningham came through. I really like this movie a lot. And I do admit at first it was a little slow. I think everybody that watches this, you know, there's a grace period where they have to adjust to this guy being Han Solo. But once you grab on, this movie is a fun ride. This guy, Alden Enright, he got me. I think he did a great job as Han. I mean, the whole cast was great. Donald Glover. That's my my new Lando right there. Woody was great. And of course, my Khaleesi. (laughs) I still haven't got my wife... To get into Game of Thrones. So she don't know I've seen that Kira butt naked. <laughs> but uh, but but she did a good job as well. I loved her character. And even my boy um, Paul Bettany. Played um, uh, Voss. Um, I, I love me some Paul Bettany. You know. He uh, he was in one of my other favorite movies. A uh, Knight's Tale. You know as, as uh, Keith Ledger's hype man. 
Don't Look Down on Me. That's one of my favorite movies. That's a great movie, Night's Tale. So even though as much as I love him, I think originally that character was going to be played by, um, if anybody's seen The Wire, I can't think of the actor's name, but uh, the guy that played Omar, awesome character in The Wire. He was supposed to play that role of Voss. Uh, I really would have wanted to see how how he came across as that character, but you know, I love I love me some vision, so it's all good. You know, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I kind of wanted to see a younger Han at the beginning, but I was all right with what we got. Uh, I mean, the movie was over two hours, but to me, you know, it went by so fast. Even my my oldest was like, oh, that was a short movie. And I was like, short movie? We're over two hours, son? I mean, I, I could tell he really liked it. I like how we saw at the beginning all the kids uh, were working for Xerxes from the movie 300 if he was a giant worm. I mean, Han Solo should have come out like, what a big worm. One thing I wasn't thrilled with, though, was how he got his name Solo. It was kind of cheesy. Some random secretary uh, dude is the one that gave Solo his name. Yeah, but look, but looking past that, the movie had a little bit of everything in it, right? I mean, there was war scenes, fighting, drama, action, mystery, suspense, comedy, and a love story all wrapped up together. Uh, I love the scenes on Corellia, right, in the beginning. How they showed all the Empire propaganda. You can see Star Destroyers being built. That was awesome. Uh, the scene with Chewbacca. You know, we finally see how Han and Chewbacca met. Which which I really liked. I know a lot of people got turned off when Han started talking Wookiee. But I dug it, you know. With something we've never seen before in a Star Wars movie. I think it just proves how... How much special that that bond between Chewie and Han is. You know, they got something that no one else does. They can communicate to each other on a deeper level. You know, if I could take a moment, though, I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes. is with uh, Clint Howard. Clint Howard was there um, in the robot fighting scene. He was kind of like the referee, I think. I love me some Clint Howard. I really like how uh, Ron Howard takes... Takes time to include his brother, you know, in pretty much everything he does. You know, that's real love for your brother right there. I think my best memory of Clint was, I think it was on the MTV Movie Awards. It was a while back. It was probably late 90s, I think. When uh, MTV was really big into those uh, movie awards and, you know, Trying to be funny. Uh, they gave Clint Howard a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I think the sad thing is they did it as a joke. You know, because Clint, he, he always plays crazy cameos. Playing crazy, weird characters. But what made you fall in love with the guy is that he loves what he does. And his loves for his brother. You know, he, he puts everything he's got in those weird crazy characters from what I think started as a joke 
had Clint, out, Clint up on the stage in tears. I think everyone quickly realized it wasn't a joke to him. He really cherished that award. Everyone in the crowd was on their feet, and Ron Howard was there. I remember seeing him cheering the loudest. It was a great moment for him. So shout out to Clint Howard. I don't think he gets enough recognition. He, he's a He's a great guy. But uh, moving on, you know, all the plot twists and turns were great. You know, who can you trust? Uh, Who's the real enemy? In the end, it was just Han and Chewie. And, of course, we can't leave out the final scene, right? Maul. Maul with the robotic legs. What? Which I know probably the average fan... We're pretty confused, you know, even as the movie ended, I heard mumbles in the theater like, I thought that guy was dead. Well, you know, it is a little funny how in the last episode, I kind of brought it up. You know, if you watch the cartoons, which I was a big uh, doubter for myself, but if you watch the cartoons, the Clone Wars, the Rebels, you know... That Maul did survive being chopped up in half uh, by Obi-Wan in episode one. You know, that, that that scene was just so awesome. And it it opens up the door for for so much more. You know, it brings the animated series into the movie canon, which, is, which gets me more excited. What's crazy is I heard that uh, Ron Howard had to fight to make that scene happen. Or to, for Maul, for it to be Maul. Supposedly they had a handful of different characters that they could have plugged into the scene, but I'm so glad they went with Maul. So what's next for for Star Wars? You know, I know a lot of people were talking before the, the movie came out. Uh, Alden, uh, the actor that plays Han, getting a, a three-picture deal and assuming... Oh, we're going to get a solo trilogy. Uh, I I don't believe that was the case, though. Um, I know now a lot of people are, are starting to think because how poorly the movie is doing in the box office that it's not going to happen. But I don't think it was ever going to be a solo trilogy. I think it's more movies that will have solo in them. I'm still not sold yet, but there's a lot of talk again about a Boba Fett movie, Obi-Wan movie. If it does happen, I'd love it. But I think Han Solo will just have some kind of role in it. And if there's something different coming out, Solo would probably have a part in that too. That's what I think. But, you know, what do I know, right? So again, I, I really like this movie a lot. It's a shame about all the, the hatred for this movie especially coming from the last jedi haters and and those who haven't even seen the movie giving it a bad rating i mean give the movie a chance come on it's it's not it's not bad at all it's actually really really fun it's a good movie but i know all the star wars purists they say oh that's not what really happens oh those characters would never do that no just like the last jedi you know but you know what? Just like every other book or comic, 
that has been made into a movie or TV show. Now tell me, do they follow the source material exactly? No. No. The Walking Dead, right? Do they follow the comics? No. Hell, even the beloved Marvel movies right now, Infinity War. Does that follow the comic storyline word for word? And everything happens just as it did in the book? Nope. So why does Star Wars have to follow all the stories and books or the beloved lore that that everybody thinks is, is gospel? It doesn't, right? Star Wars is, in its core, is a sci-fi fantasy, right? Science fiction. Let me say that again. Fiction. You know what fiction means? It means it's not real. It's made up. So I say they can do whatever they want. They can make up a story, change the rules. Who cares? It's all fiction. It's just for entertainment. You know, I'll be ready to purchase my next ticket for the next one. You know, bring it on. I'm a supporter all the way. Okay. I think that's enough of that. Getting all worked up again. So if I had to uh, give Solo a rating, I would definitely give it an A, A minus. Not perfect, but really, really good, at least to me. All right, moving on to Deadpool. So like I said before, my oldest hadn't seen the first one yet. Um, but uh, I was able to convince my wife to to let him see it and uh then we went to go see uh Deadpool 2 just me and him I mean what can I say Van Wilder takes over the big screen again you know I said it before I'm 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 a big fanboy I really like this movie too you know maybe not as much as the the first one Deadpool 1 uh but I did like it a lot um one thing is, maybe it's just me, but it didn't seem like there was a really, there was really a, a true villain in the movie. I mean, at the end, everyone was holding hands and everything was cool. But uh, but no matter how you look at it, this this was a fun, fun movie. Um, we got a lot of the same jokes from the first one, um, but you know they they still landed for me. I love the baby leg scene. Uh, <laughs> that's probably one of my favorites. Uh, like all of the jabs at at the DCU and Josh Brolin. Uh, one thing about Deadpool, man, he is a uh, he's a walking pop culture treasure box. I mean, when uh, he was confronting Cable and called him One Eyed Willie, and referencing the Goonies, which Josh Brolin was in, oh, that was that was that was pretty funny. Oh man, and then uh, Joggernaut. Oh, when they brought him out, that dude was a beast. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I like how they uh, they threw us all for a loop with the uh, with all the trailers showing the X Force and him putting this team together. And what happened? All of them died. <laughs> I mean, well, except for Domino, but uh, that 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 was great. 
You know, when it comes down to it, uh, just like the first movie, um, it was a love story, you know. Uh, he was able to go back and uh, correct what went wrong. Uh, especially like uh, he went back and uh, took out his uh, his original Deadpool character and uh, taking out himself as Green Lantern. That that was too funny. You know, I'm uh, I'm excited uh, to see what what's gonna be next for Deadpool moving forward. You know, once the whole Fox Disney uh, deal finally goes through, or what's gonna happen with it. Um, you know, what are they going to do with Deadpool? Uh, right now, I think it's just a bunch of rumors, but people are already talking about, um, another Deadpool movie, possibly seeing Wolverine in that movie. Um, you know, would it be awesome? Yeah, but, you know, I'm not going to get too excited until I hear something official. But overall, Deadpool was a fun movie. I liked it a lot. My son liked it a lot. Um, if I had to give it a grade, we'll go with a, uh, I would say a solid B. You know, I liked it not as much as the original, but uh, again, it was a fun ride. So, what's next for the Dork Dad? Um, let's see. Uh, summer started. Um, I got my boy's birthdays coming up this month. Uh, I'll be ready to share any dad stuff that comes up. So, um, hey, one thing, if anybody listening, or if um, I want to know what you guys thought of the whole situation I had in the theater with Solo. Uh, you know, what would you have done? Um, did I do the right thing? Um you know, if you have any comments on that, uh, you know, shoot me a message and uh, maybe I'll share it on the show. Um, I'd like to know what you guys guys think about that. Um, so remember, you can find the Dork Dad on Instagram and Facebook at Dork Dad Podcast, or you can email me at dorkdadpodcast at gmail dot com. And remember, you can. Currently, you can find me on uh, iTunes, on uh, Podbean, and uh, Stitcher currently. So, uh, be sure to share and comment, and please give me a a rating uh, to help me uh, help me grow here. But um, thanks for listening, and again, this is the Dork Dad Lucky. Uh, see you in, I'll see you next time. Bye. What? What did I just say? What did you say? Everything I just said. Don't put it in.